2: program broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Call Jiggy right now two six seven twenty two Jiggy. Presenting Jiggy Jaguar.
3: Oh, it's such a fun day! It is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Red Nation Radio, KFRK in Denver, World Radio Network, as well as fifty plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well, as well iHeartRadio. And, uh, lots of things going on in the world around us. Josh Bernstein, Richard Kurtz from Strategies PR will be with us. Harvey Neiman will join us as well. But, uh, before we do that, uh, um, <laughs> I'll tell you, there is a lot going on with a lot of the scumbags out there in the world. Uh, <laughs> we've been, <laughs> I've been watching some of this stuff going on and, and I've just been, I've just been sitting back laughing at some of the shenanigans that the radio industry has got itself into. Uh, iHeart now wants you to pay for their service. Of course they do. They gotta get out of debt. <laughs> and, uh, there is a lot going on with that into things. And, uh, iHeart Radio, of course, the, the fantastic iHeart Radio. Uh, the, you know, I, full disclosure, we're on iHeartRadio. I enjoy uh, our partnership with iHeartRadio. But the people who run iHeartRadio, that clown, uh the hell's his name? Um, I don't even remember the guy's name. Well, he's a clown. So it doesn't really matter. Um, Bob, Bob Pittman, that's it. The genius that is Bob Pittman. I think we've got Richard Kurtz from Strategies PR on the telephone. And uh, we are going to get to him and Josh Bernstein here in just a few moments. But uh, trying to get the good old quintessential player rebooted here, which is always so much fun. And uh, like I was saying, Bob Pittman and them... They they want everybody to pay for their service now. They want iHeartRadio. They're going to roll out uh, this whole thing where they want you to they, they want you to throw down for iHeartRadio. And I'm like, well, first of all, <laughs> first of all, I know why they're doing it. They want people to pay because uh, they got to get out of debt. They got to get out of massive, massive debt. And so they figure, well, we'll just do this. We'll just have all these schmucks pay for radio. And they enjoy iHeartRadio, so we'll just have them pay for it. Well, I got news for you. People have Spotify. So the genius that is Bob Pittman, uh, people are just going to go over to Spotify. They're not going to bother with iHeartRadio. We're going to take a uh, brief break. Uh, Richard Kurtz coming up here in just a few moments. We're also going to be talking to Josh Bernstein. We've got more coming up here on a World Famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Program. Back in a few moments.
2: Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investors Minute. There are five things a debt collector is not allowed to do if you're behind on payments. They cannot pretend to work for law enforcement. You cannot be arrested for owing somebody money. They cannot publish your name or even talk to anybody else about your, your, your problems aside from your spouse. They can call your family and friends to track you down, however, they cannot bully you into thinking you owe a debt that you don't really owe. They are not supposed to harass you. You can put a stop to it by sending them a letter stating they are not allowed to call you anymore. The only real way that they can collect a debt against you is to file the proper paperwork through the court system. It can be a long and tedious process and requires an attorney on their behalf, which can be expensive. They'd have to file a claim against you and you will receive a summons from court. Don't. Avoid it. You will eventually have the opportunity to defend yourself. But remember, if you really do owe the debt, it might be smart to negotiate a settlement soon. You'd be surprised at what kind of discounts you get. This is Jason Roberts for the Wealth Investor's Minute.
3: Welcome back to our big broadcast. We're going to try to call Josh Bernstein over there on the old skip. Phone number was busy. What? That's incredible! I've never had that happen to me on Skype. Phone number was busy. Well, we'll do this. We're gonna get uh, Richard Kurtz on the phone. He's already with us here. Um, Richard, there is a lot going on in the world around us. Uh, you noticed? Hi, by yes, I have. It's a, uh, it's pretty interesting out there. Did you
4: cheat and turn on the TV set?
3: <laughs> You cheat! Turn on the TV set. Uh, Richard Carson is today famous presidential first, so we'll talk to him about that here in just a few seconds. Everybody likes to come in first. The bigger ego, the more important the first place finish. Just like uh, the, what was it? The guy in uh, the um, uh, Will Ferrell movie. If you're not first, you're last. According to our resident political scientist, no one in public office has a bigger ego than Mr. Barack Hussein Obama guy. And uh, so, in defense. To his ego, his first place finishes need to be noted before he leaves office. First, well, I, I know he's—I know he's had eight years to just basically sit around and do nothing, from what I can tell. Well, um, he's done quite a bit. what else is going on here?
4: Well, you know, there's the obvious—he's the first uh, president uh, who is a uh, uh, a citizen of color, assuming that yes, he, except the fact that he's a citizen. Um, but he's the first citizen of color, and I think I think that was a really good thing in and of itself. When you take it fully out of context and put it back in context, and say, "Hey, you know, we have a uh, um, uh, a checkered history that goes back way before our country, where we were participants in um, in slavery, and that's an awful thing." Nope point in humane history is it appropriate for one human being to be able to own another yes uh, it's, it's just it's just morally ethically wrong there's there's no way to justify that uh, and and the fact that we turned around and and said in not so many words and in sixty some odd million votes that hey you know we want to we want to make note of the fact that we institutionally and culturally just plain want to want to be totally separate from that part of our history and and put that behind us I like that the problem is it was with the wrong person but that's for history to <laughs> note, and for us to have yes. lived with for the last eight years. Yes. Um, well, other things they did the first. He's the first president, these are not necessarily in chronological order, he's the first president to have functionally doubled the national debt. Yes. He's the first, pr- he's the first president to reduce the armed forces to a hazardously low level.
3: An well and he's zone. put and he's put people in the armed forces for instance the uh, the one that I always love is the uh, woman who's head of the navy who's never been on a boat the the person that runs the air force well, has never been on a plane we <laughs> Well that too <laughs> that too you
4: know a community activist. um the creation of a whole new term.
3: Oh, very much so.
4: Um, um, you know, picking, I hate to use this. I hate to use this
5: term. But
4: when you go into a place to get your nails done, uh, very often they will say with whatever ethnic accent they have, pick a color. Yes. That's how we selected his cabinet. He d- You're,
3: he not he <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. He
4: didn't select his cabinet on merit. He didn't select anybody on merit. He he selected them based on what people were going to perceive was the right skin tone or ethnocentric identifiable quality that that would that would make it politically efficacious. Now I'm all for understanding that. Being in political office requires a lot of political conduct, you know, hence the degree in political science. You recognize that. But there has to be a transition from candidate to governor, as one governs. Yes. There has to be an application of political acumen to statesmanship, uh, and that transition never took place. That's a first that's truly a first I cannot go through and say that in eight years he didn't do anything good um, but um, I, I would have to really go looking for them amidst some of the other firsts uh, he's the first president to call cops stupid he's the first president to stick his nose way ahead of of, of the of the learning curve of, of a criminal conduct situation to stick his nose in local affairs, and by doing so engender enormous, cross-the-country racial tension. You know, he's he's the first president to take de facto control of what should be independent operating organizations and agencies, the IRS, the uh, FBI, the Justice Department in general the Department of State and toy with them for political reasons not for operating the country but for political reasons and I'm not sure of this I'd have to check but I think under his watch it's the first time we've had uh, we've had uh, people from uh, for, uh, who were, who were in, the, in foreign service killed yes at that level. killed not, yes. not the ones that were in the CIA that were operatives, but, but we had people who are our are, are ambassadors killed not in wartime. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're usually safer in wartime. Um, it's, it is a first time that we have 60 million people believe that any of this is okay. This is the scary part. On the other side, oh, it, it's the first time we've had this much money, this many millions of dollars spent by a first lady for her own entertainment. I, don't. I can't think of another time in history that that happened. From the $9 million uh, uh, shopping trip to, uh, to Spain to so many millions of dollars spent unexplained. Uh, I can't believe that this guy's going to retire poor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
3: just, yes, that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the That's novelist, not you know, happening, Rich. The, the novelist in me says,
4: you know, when that $6 billion got lost at the Department of State, I mean, how do you lose $6 billion? You can lose $6 million in the government. You know, you and I, we can lose $60, 600 $6,000 <laughs> over time and say, you know, all right, you know... I can't quite figure out where it went, but I know it went. Uh, Six billion is a big number, and i got a good idea where some of it's going to end up. But that's just the novelist in me.
3: Yes.
4: Um, On the other hand, we have a couple of interesting firsts, and I'd like to know if I'm wrong about this. But this appears to be the first time that a president-elect rolled up his sleeves and started getting things done before he was sworn into office. You know, things that he could legally do. Uh, This is the first time uh, we've seen an American billionaire walk away from making more money to throwing his hat in the ring and taking all the heat it takes to take on this office. Uh, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know where it's going. I like where it's starting. Um, and, and, you know, uh, this is the first time in, in eight very long years uh, that I'm less afraid, less afraid of the fact that we can survive as a nation. Um, it's a lot of work. We, we live on an idea. We are 4% of the world's population. When we live, we exist because we have an idea and an ideal. You know, are we ideal people? Are we a perfect society? Are we absolutely devoid of of of, uh, of bias and bigotry? Of course not. But this is a uh, this is the first time at bat for all of us, and uh, and we we got to get behind this guy. We got to just mock and marginalize the cupcakes and the crackpots and the flag burners and we've got to just turn around and say, okay, this is what it is. What can I do to help make this work? Because if it works, it's going to work for me too. Um, yeah, end of uh, End of lecture. <laughs>
3: Well, we're going to do this. We're going to take a brief break with Rich. When we come back, we're going to bring Josh Bernstein into the equation, and we'll chat a little bit with him and Rich. We've got more coming up here on our big program. T-R-I-A-L dot com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. That's audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash Jaguar. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Jaguar for your free audiobook.
0: This is Chris Markowski, your Watchdog on Wall Street, and this is your Watchdog on Wall Street Money Minute. Have you digested everything yet? Uh, I haven't. I haven't. I, listen, I had a... A wonderful weekend because I I was distracted. I was with my family, Uh, once again, playing lacrosse with the kids. But, again, every single time I check my phone, reading news stories, it all comes back. And we see violence and we see all sorts of problems all over the country. Um, E pluribus unum is such a a beautiful phrase. Out of many, one. I, I can't think of a time in my life, in my life, where I've seen the country as divided as it is today. I can't. Um, I, I don't recall it. Uh, this is all foreign to me. And do we need a leader now more than ever to try to pull us back together? Because we're lost right now, people. United States of America is not the same. Watchdogonwallstreet.com
3: Today's podcast is brought to you by Amazon. It's really easy to support the Jiggy Jaguar experience before you shop on Amazon. And we all know you do. Go to the website, jagshow.com. Click on the Amazon banner on the homepage. It's that easy. Remember, that's jagshow.com. Click the Amazon banner before you shop. Welcome back to our big broadcast, coast-to-coast to 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 border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, the brand-new Jiggy Jaguar app. Available on the App Store dot JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay. Here's some news and programming information. We tried to get a hold of Josh Bernstein during the break. He is nowhere to be found. I'm not sure what's happened to Josh, but uh, we've got Richard Kurtz with us for uh, an extra segment here. And, um, Rich, talk to me a little bit about the cabinet situation that... Uh, Trump's been doing. He's he's got a lot of folks that are kind of making a lot of people uneasy. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's refreshing that he's going out. He's going out and getting people that we haven't really ever heard of. Uh, because why why go get the same rigmarole of people in Washington that have been in every single other administration?
5: Well,
4: I think the second half of your of your of your phraseology there is the important part. Um, He has always done things very different. He's done things methodically and financially as opposed to politically. And uh, um, I I, I was going to say collaboratively, but that's not correct, because you have to collaborate. In in order to become a billionaire, you have to make a few millionaires along the way. Uh, This is just an arithmetic fact. There isn't one out there that hasn't done that. Um, and just as an example, to go from point A to point B, okay, having built something myself, I understand. you got to find it. You've got to plan it. you got to locate it. You've got to get through the permit process. You've got to go through the design. you got to go through the redesign. You've got to get the contractor who does this, that, and the other. You've got to coordinate the people their functions, their abilities, and their egos. you got to get them to do something on time. you got to keep track of the budget. you got to deal with your financiers. You have to do everything about everything to get it there and then make your profit at the end. Um, he's done that over and over and over again on increasingly larger scales. Government doesn't do everything like a business. Um, not everything is going to turn a profit. Some things just plain need to be done because they just plain need to be done. You know, <laughs> certain kinds yes. of indigenous people that need care. That there's no nothing except a social return on investment. We understand that uh, the, the people with mental problems, people with with disabilities, people with um, people who just plain can't go to work Uh, I understand that we should understand that we're a compassionate country we're probably the most compassionate country that exists
5: Yes. However,
4: however you still where every opportunity you can you need to make some level of economic sense you know the bullet train doesn't make any economic sense. <laughs>
3: I've unless never understood the concept to... of the bullet train either.
4: Unless you want to hang on for three or four thousand years to have it pay itself off. Um, I sat on a board where we uh, where we were uh, handling uh, local fire, local water, and local local sewer. Yes. And we had to make a decision because this community where I have my second home has a. Uh, has all their water in wells and it's currently and still is um, the least expensive and best quality water in the vicinity okay so we had an opportunity to redrill a well and the idea was that with the surplus water the neighboring community would be buying the water from us and that would help pay for this four hundred thousand dollar hole in the ground uh, understand that we're dealing with a $1.8 million budget, so 400000 is a big piece of it. So this is, this is not, you know, we weren't running New York City here. We're running a tiny community in the mountains. And several things happened. Uh, they took the general manager at his word that the neighboring community was going to be buying the water, and it turns out that they weren't. They were drilling their own. And we had to address the fact that the, uh, neither the attorney or the general manager at the time, that everybody loved, that had been in the community forever, um, didn't bother to note that the hole that was being re- redrilled was six inches off the property line. This is a problem. <laughs> These are things that when you're in the normal course of business, you know, before you spend $400,000 on a facility on the ground, you find out where the property lines are. These are the first things you do. These are the kinds of things that government does because you have people in government who have never had to turn a profit to survive. They've always collected a check from somebody else. They've always gotten something done with someone else's money. Uh... And not be at risk. Well, America is now at risk. And if there's one thing we have to teach the country, that when the government agency up the street spends too much money, they're spending your money.
0: Yes.
3: And
4: I think Donald Trump's going to teach us that.
3: We've got Richard Curse with us today and Strategies PR. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And, uh, Rich, t- talk to me a little bit about the uh, the recent uh, situations that uh, Trump's been all about fixing the infrastructure, keeping jobs here. Um, the thing that he did with Carrier I thought was absolutely amazing and something that uh, a few folks like Cenk from the Young Turks have pointed out is the fact that Obama could have done this. Obama could have said, hey, if you don't keep, you know, your your factory here and you don't keep the jobs here, we're going to threaten your government contracts. But he never did it, and Trump did it. He's not even the president yet, and Carrier's like, okay, no problem, we'll stay. <laughs> I, I,
4: think, I think he might have done it more along the lines of the art of the deal, coming in with a uh – with perhaps a bottle of wine and two cups, rather than a hammer, and he might have, uh, and what he might have done was, uh, again, we weren't in the room, but sat down and said, "Hey, look, what do you need to make it so that you can leave a thousand jobs here? What needs to be done, and and what would happen?" To deleteriously affect your ability to do that, you know, this, give me, give me your end of the picture, because the art of making a deal is making it so it works for the guy across the table. It has to work for the guy across the table, otherwise, you don't have a deal; you have a dictatorship. Yes. Uh, now, Obama again, never having run a lemonade stand. <laughs> just
3: I love the fact when power, you bring that up. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> it, 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 did
4: Bill Clinton, but, uh, but the thing is is they, they never had to turn around and say, what do you need from your side? The only thing they ever needed from another side of the table is votes. And in order to get those votes they had to spend money in places where voters would appreciate the money being spent. Not necessarily where they were going to be doing something good. Yes. And then they got their votes and then they stayed in power. But being in power meant You didn't have to negotiate. You simply had to dictate. And when that didn't work, he crossed the lines. He crossed the lines into the IRS and crossed the lines into the Justice Department. We had a situation going here for a while, and we still have it through January 20th, where, you know, if somebody is breaking the rules really badly, the Justice Department steps in. Not if they're Democrats. Not if they're in the Obama administration. That simply was not happening. Um, it would have to be something absolutely overt and egregious, and it would have to be at a low enough level that they can smack it around, uh, a la uh, uh, Tony Weiner. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the important things don't get addressed, and people don't get, they just don't get the basics on that, how critically important those basics are. Uh, because somehow they 're collecting money, so you know you have um, you have uh, the uh, the golden rule he who has the gold makes the
3: rule <laughs> yes we 've got richard Kurtz from Strategies p r with us today here in our broadcast and as we go rich um what what do you, what do you make of some of the different things uh Obama has said and possibly might want to do? Uh, over over the next you know, month that he's still in there.
4: Uh, well, the, the biggest thing I'm afraid of is him finding an excuse to declare martial law. Uh, and he's more inclined to do that the more he sees Trump doing what he's doing with the cabinet. And we didn't quite finish that. I like what he's doing with the cabinet. I like that he's pulling in outsiders. I don't know how good a job these people are going to do, but if they're not doing a good job, he's going to fire them. And I, my big hope is that we don't end up with Romney as Secretary of State, because I do think be a mistake.
3: Well, that, that, that could but happen.
4: I, I, but I think, did it just happen? Did we, did we get
3: well, that, that that could happen. I hope not. (laughs) But
4: I think a a better use of Romney is saying, okay, in between everybody else who's in charge, you go clean up the IRS. When you're done cleaning up the IRS, go clean up the Veterans Administration. When you're done with that, double check the GSA. And then when you're done with that, get over to the State Department while they're running the State Department and go find where that $6 billion went.
3: And that's perfect.
4: And, and you know, that would be a great job for Romney because he's terrifically organized. He knows how to be a business autocrat. And that would be a really, really good use of his talents. Uh, and, and that's the trick. Get the right talents in the right place. Uh, but what's, what's Obama going to do? He's, he's probably in a big, bad rush to try to close down Gitmo and give that back to Cuba. Uh, he's probably in a big, bad rush to pardon. Everybody he can think of who can point the finger at him or Hillary, uh, he might even pardon Hillary, uh, just to take that off the table. Um, You know, I can't see him doing anything good. The only good thing about knowing his enormous ego is he is going to be so involved with trying to protect his legacy that perhaps that will stop him doing from other damage or just be in the way of him doing other damage. I, another first I didn't mention, he's the first president who's on the way out, who's out in foreign countries trying to explain to them how popular he really is.
3: <laughs> I love that. Well, Rich.
4: It, it's stunning.
3: It stunning. <laughs> We're going to let you go, my friend. I appreciate you being with us. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, my friend.
5: Have a great weekend.
3: Appreciate it. Check out strategiespr.com for more information. We've got some past interviews coming up here. In lieu of Josh Bernstein not being with us, we're going to roll some of our best interviews with Dr. Jack Caramelli, Frank Savalto, and more coming up here in a big program.
2: settled with the nfl with no admission from the league former star quarterback brett Favre says he is experiencing memory loss he is only 44 and retired just three years ago critics say more needs to be done to protect players Focus on concussions and their ramifications is long overdue. Less attention is paid to the pervasive use of painkillers in locker rooms, leaving some players oblivious to potentially serious injuries. If nothing is done soon, football may go the way of boxing. I'm Dave Ferguson of BeyondThecheers.com, and this has been a Beyond the Cheers Moment.
3: Football may go the uh the way of boxing. What? Floyd Mayweather not wanting to fight Manny Pacquiao? What? Are we going to have uh, all these football teams not wanting to play each other? I shouldn't say these things. It is 52 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us here on the big broadcast. Known the world over is the Jiggy Jaguars show from the Transmedia Worldwide Studios in the Great Salt City of Hutchinson, Kansas. We're live, as usual, 2 to 5 Central, 3 to 6 Eastern, and 12 to 3 Pacific, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com. My good, close, personal, long-time friend, and one of the smartest guys in the entire state of Washington, and uh, many states around the world, Dr. Jack Caravelli on the line. How are you, sir?
5: Hey, James. Uh, Great to be with you again, and as always, uh, (laughs) another year, my friend, as you noticed, and uh, happy new year, and uh, certainly to your listeners as
3: well. Definitely. Now uh doctor, we have a uh, we have a couple books out today. <laughs> normally when uh normally we don't we don't have you on when we have our when we have our authors and we talk about writers Wednesday, but uh today we have <laughs> we have a couple books out. Um one being first of all uh the the one that a lot of people are talking about in in on the radio and all these Various things, but before we get to that book, I want to talk about this Roger Ailes book. Um What what is what is the deal with this? He he, there's all sorts of supposed bombshells in here, but there really isn't too many bombshells. Um, what wh- why are we picking on old Roger? <laughs> well, I don't
5: know why we are. You know, the you always got to be careful of authors and you know what their motives are. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't. I mean, without sounding cynical, as you know, I've written. A couple of books myself.
1: Yes, you know
5: you know, you, you you've got to you know you've got to have a, a real story to tell, and hopefully you know you you don't do it to grind axes. And when you get into biographies and autobiographies, you know you, you know you've got to be really careful. And I know we'll talk about the Gates book in a
1: second. Yep, yep.
5: You know you just got to be very real, real careful about what are the motors motors of the writer. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if the author of the the Hales biography has any particular axe to grind or, you know, perspective that, um, you know, is, you know, it really doesn't merit, you know, uh, respect or support from, you know, the viewing and and buying public. Uh, So, you know, I, I, you know, when you see stuff like that, you know, particularly when it's somebody controversial, you know, you you can probably be sure that the uh, publisher or the editor is saying to the author, hey, let's, Let's make this sexy. Let's make it you know, controversial <laughs> yes. because that's you know you 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 get great guys in these t- terrific talk shows, that'll ask those questions, and they did.
3: Well, uh, it is it is a, a strange thing. Um, uh, the 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 Gates book is is the big one that everybody's been talking about today. Um, there's there's people like. A, uh, Rush Limbaugh going nuts, and I heard Beck this morning, uh, going insane. Uh, is, is this, is this book that big of a deal? I know that there's, there's a lot of people that, that are, that are saying that it isn't, and then there's a lot of people that are saying it is. I know that you are not on either side. You're, you're more of a down the middle kind of guy. So what is your analysis of this book?
5: Well, you know, I, you know, my, my life and career have overlapped Bob Gates a lot. We, You know, Gates ran the CIA, and I served at CIA. We were both educated uh, at Georgetown University. We both served on the National Security Council staff. So I, you know, I've had a lot of the same exposures that that Bob had. Uh, You know, his career was remarkable. Uh, I find him a a terrific, terrifically dedicated public servant. Uh, You know, he could be a very difficult taskmaster at times for people that worked for him, uh, but I, I think he was certainly tough, but he was also certainly very fair. And I think again, back to our the comments a second ago, James. You know, in, in my in in my worldview, and in, in, in I know a little bit about that world. You know, Bob was was being very fair. Uh, uh, again, critical, obviously, uh, but but not doing so in a way that was deliberately kind of a slash and burn. Uh, there are some really tough remarks, but it's also a 600-page book. So I, I would say to any potential reader, you know, read it and judge for yourself. But what I'm seeing, to get back to your question, is, is a guy who has a lot to say, very authoritative, and really worth listening to. And, you know, certainly the critical remarks toward uh, Obama and Biden, uh, I, I think, are probably very well-placed. Uh, And appropriate, and that you know that should be troubling to everybody. Because as you and I have discussed so much uh, last year, you know the Obama foreign policy, uh, which I look at, uh, really leaves a great deal to be desired. uh, You know, including any advice Obama may have received from from Joe Biden.
3: You you hit it on the head, my friend, with the uh, with the foreign policy situation. Um, it, there's one thing that I heard Beck talking about this morning, which which I know that uh, he doesn't quite understand how things are, and I know that that you're going to educate uh, me on on this as well. But he brought up the point that, well, why couldn't. Uh, if he felt this way, why did he have to wait to write a book? Why couldn't he just have resigned and then held a press conference and said, well, this is why I'm leaving. And I'm like, you know, it's just not that simple, is it?
5: Uh, No, it's not that simple. You know, uh, apparently at one or two points, uh, you know, Gates was so frustrated, he certainly considered, so he claims, uh, you know, no reason to question his judgment on this, you know, he claims that he was very close to resigning over, Exactly what you described, great frustrations with with policy now, yeah, you know I mean everybody has breaking points and sort of lines in the sand, or at least many people do and I think Bob was one of them uh, you know the real question is you know you know what what did he want to accomplish, and you know there are days that that are better than others, and you know like any profession that you know your your listeners have you you know there are times when things are great and fun and good, and other times when, you know, you want to, you know, take your whole, you know, job, or career, and just, and turn it away, and, you know, go and, uh, you know, look, look for, you know, seashells uh, <laughs> on the beach in Hawaii or something. Which I think is pretty good if you live you know, days. actually,
3: that's, it's <laughs> not a bad idea. at or, this or stage the Western game, today,
5: right? As brutal as the weather's been. I like that. I think I'm going to... Hang up and get on I plane. think I
3: think there's a lot of people that are just going to go to Hawaii and look for seashells. That's a great idea, Doctor. We'll pick up the whole program there, That's right. We'll just well, you know, I had I had somebody about six months ago try to sell me on a pyramid scheme and said, "How would you like to do your show from the beaches of Hawaii?" And I'm like, you know, now that you bring that up, uh, we might just see if we can make that happen. I do it. You go for, uh. That's right. <laughs> well, um, if
5: you need help going for the the head fake let me know and I'll,
3: I'll okay. Good stuff, Doctor. Well, uh, Doctor Jack, thanks for being with us today. We have we have simply run out of time, but I will talk to you next week, my friend.
5: James, always great, and uh, stay well, stay warm, and uh, best to all of our colleagues who are suffering through a particularly unpleasant part of the winter, and I, I hope they stay warm.
3: Definitely. It, 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 that, that seems to be the case. Thank you, sir. We'll talk Thank soon. Talk next week. It's Dr. Jack Caravelli. It is the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Show, coast to coast to border to border We love Dr. Jack. He is fabulous, and uh, he joins us each and every week uh, around this time. So thanks to him, we're going to take a quick time. But some people just never change. Let's call Frank Savalto and see if we can get the new media journal on the phone, on the telephone. We'll see what uh, what's going on. Maybe he'll... We'll see what happens.
5: You've reached 630
3: He's not there. He's not there! We tried to call him. There he is. Ba-ba-bum! There he is.
1: There I am.
3: <laughs> What's going on, sir? How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How about yourself? Pretty
3: good, actually. We we have had all sorts of uh, fantastic craziness today. And then I just got done talking with Jerry McLaughlin from SpecialGuest.com, and he was telling me about how YouTube uh, went over and told him he violated a whole bunch of damn... Uh, things on YouTube, and they took down a website, Clean TV, for violating community standards.
1: I'm yeah, like great, what? See, see, YouTube gets picked up by Google, and all of a sudden censorship happens? Oh, come uh, on! Tell me we're not in China. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I dare you. I dare you. Tell me how we're not in Beijing with the way that the, the the free the free speech on the net is supposed to be happening.
3: Well, it's uh it's it's a it's a fun 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 deal. Just I I don't know. I I don't understand these things. Um, Some other things that I don't understand is the situation with Obama, Mister Mister Dictator. Uh, I I know there's a lot of people that they try like crazy not to, you know, call him a dictator. And oh no, you're just you know looking at things wrong. Oh, but
1: are you using that as a hyphenated word? Yes.
3: (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm just curious.
3: I'm just and all of a sudden, he has a pen and a phone. Uh, what is? <laughs> yeah. What is going on with this? Give me your thoughts on this, sir.
1: Well, you know, it's uh, as far as I would I would need to address Benghazi on this guy right now. It's 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 finding out that he's uh, that he not only was informed about this, but that his chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff actually told him uh, before September 11th as 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 recently as the day before september 11th 2012 that uh... there was imminent danger it was a repeated warning it was a repeated declaration that there will be an attack that there had been attacks around there that the black Flag of Al Qaeda was flying in Benghazi, that we Yay. needed to support this. Thing. <laughs> and and this this regime, and you have to use the word now. There's no other word to use that yes. describes them. Good. This regime decided that winning an election was more important than securing the lives of an ambassador. And and when you look at this through history, it, 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 wars have been started for less than ambassadors being killed. This was an act of war. Make no. Make no bones about it they they knew they what they were doing they went and they killed a u.s ambassador on on on, on sovereign soil which every embassy is overseas and and these guys just tried to slough it off to some i will not it wasn't even a b-grade movie it was like a z-grade movie uh yeah. that, that you know they woke the guy up in the middle of the night in his pajamas yanked him out threw him in jail as far as i know the guy's still in jail you know for what the guy the guy made a bad movie. If if that's the case, most of Hollywood should be in prison.
3: (laughs) Got uh, Frank Civalta with us today, New Media Journal. He's with us uh, talking the news and views, as always. Uh, China apparently holds record U.S. debt. This is just a, a crazy, crazy story. Is it pretty much just at some point? Uh, we're just all screwed. Well, what's going on here? Uh,
1: how, how do you how do you keep going down the road? I, I mean, the, the, these guys have spent. When you when you look at the chart, everybody wanted to say that uh, George W. and the people before him just spent like madmen, and and they always forget when they talk about Bill Clinton that uh, that the spending didn't go up, but uh, we did have that quote unquote peace initiative stuff that came through, so we didn't yes. need to spend that much money in military, and he just kept spending yes. it anyway. Um, so you start looking at what's being spent by this guy, and it dwarfs everybody else by, like, times 10. Yeah. I mean, this guy has just spend, 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 and when he runs out of money, he just prints more. And and you and I have talked about this before a long time ago. When when the world decides that the dollar isn't worth being the world reserve currency anymore, our bills become due right now. Yeah. And, and, and we can't print money to pay it. So when you've got... Everybody likes to talk about the $17.3 trillion national debt that we have. That's nothing. It's the $127.4 trillion unfunded mandate that we have for things we've already promised. Yeah. And when your gross domestic, your gross national product is only $16 trillion a year, that math doesn't add up.
3: It is a uh, it is a great guest. It is our regular Frank Savalto joining us today from the New Media Journal at forty four minutes after the hour. And a uh, couple more stories before I let you go, my friend. We, we've got a, uh, our. our, our I had a guest I was supposed to be on earlier, and I held a segment open for them, and they've screwed my time management up for the whole damn Man, three hours. Son of a... <laughs> so everything's off, and our breaks are off, and it's, it's just fun today. But um, this situation with China preparing for war, uh, they're mobilizing troops for a possible crisis on the K- Korean Peninsula. China holds a record of the 1.3 trillion in U.S. uh, treasuries, has increasingly flexed its military might, particularly in regard to Japan and territorial claims what the heck is going to be going on, and uh, this Chinese military situation, it is just crazy. Give me your thoughts on this.
1: I I think we've come to understand through the Gates book that Mr. Obama's got nothing but contempt for the military. He's uninterested in anything that the military has to deal with, and that means he's uninterested in, in, in the preservation of American presence around the world. So as you're looking at China... Uh, they're, they're quote unquote getting ready for war because of North Korea. Well, North Korea said, hey, don't hold the South Korea and, and the United States. Do not hold those exercises. They're provocative. We'll yeah. rattle our saber. And what this was was a, uh, we'll stand behind your young, wet behind the ears back, Kim Jong Un, you know, because we like the, we like the style of you executing your uncle because he was a traitor. Yes. A- and you have to look at the issue with Taiwan as well. Uh, they've never liked the fact that uh, Richard Nixon uh, recognized Taiwan as a sovereign nation. They've always yep. said they wanted it back. Uh, they, they've always had an issue with Japan in that area of of the sea right there. Uh, so, what you're going to see is a more aggressive approach from China, looking to to recapture Taiwan and and extend its fishing rights out uh, against Japan. And quite frankly, with the performance that you've seen the Obama administration taking in the Middle East, they know nothing's going to happen. To them besides rhetoric and then whenever the poll numbers go down they talk about something else so china sees this as a perfect opportunity to solidify their power base and their power extension uh in in asia and the asian pacific and uh, i would be shocked if they didn't do it
3: well that wraps it up today frank savalto we'll talk to you next week my friend
1: it sounds good, my friend. We'll talk to you then.
3: Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful week. Frank Savalto with us today from the New Media Journal. You can get more information over there at uh, newmediajournal.us. We've got more when we we'll get back. Welcome back to our big broadcast: Coast to Coast to Border to Border on TuneIn. iTunes. Ready your loyalty. Stitcher and the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store. Jiggy Jaguar Sunday radio program each and every Sunday. This Sunday on our big broadcast, we're going to be chatting with Derek Pierce. Yes, Derek Pierce from the adult film world. We'll be with this. Uh, he was one of the guys who was. He was totally, totally honest. He was blunt, honest, when he was talking to us in Vegas uh, this last January. So it's gonna be interesting talking to Mr. Derek Pierce coming up this weekend. And uh lots of cool stuff going on. I love the Christmas music. You know you know what I love about this show? I love the Christmas music. But I don't exactly like Christmas. What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't understand. I can't stay at Christmas. Hate it. Love Christmas music. Love doing Christmas-oriented things. But Christmas itself, I've got new use for it. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Uh, my thanks to Richard Carson of Tragedy's PR. Uh, Josh Bernstein, don't know where he went. We'll figure it out. He's somewhere. And that wraps it up for our world-famous...